everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cathode Ray Mission. Uh, this is a show where we're watching movies on streaming, and it just happens to coincide with a pandemic, so we're inside a lot and plenty of time to watch shit. So um, I'm Will Scoville in Berkeley, California. With me, as always, is my co-host in Oklahoma City, Randy Heyer. Hey, Randy. Hey, Will. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. How have you been? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I had a I had a good and a real Ooh. roller coaster watching three movies. We're recording, not to get all the way into it at the beginning, but peek behind the curtain. We're recording three episodes today, and this is episode one. But it will come out like a month Excellent. from now. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah. So with us today uh, is uh, as a guest. Uh, he's a musician from L.A. I've known him for a bit. Uh, he did his own podcast for a while, and he's come on my one of my other shows, Talkies, uh, quite a few times. It is Chalky. Hey, Chalky. Hi, Will. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me. This is exciting for me. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming on. Um, Do, doing doing anything right now is exciting. If just I know, I'll yeah, take an invitation to any. Not saying that you guys aren't great. It's like I'm happy to be on the show, but it's just exciting. Thanks for giving me something to do. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh, the dead of winter, and we're deep into the pandemic. Uh, we're at the worst of it, and I'm not going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I feel it too. I'm getting kind of cooped up. Are you uh, not even going on walks or hikes? Because, I mean, I'm not judging. I, I would, I, I'm starting to think maybe I should stop going on walks and hikes. <laughs> I'm I, I, tr- I tried to do that. Um, like, Jen has... has done up the backyard. Um, we had some neighbors remove a bunch of trees earlier in the year that Hell really yeah. opened up the backyard. So she's turned that into like a backyard paradise thing. And, um, she's out no there. Reason the to leave the house. There's no reason to leave at all. Yeah. I am not back there as much as I should be. Like, so, uh, I plan on getting out there a lot more. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're watching a bunch of movies. Um, this week it's, it's one of my picks. And uh, oh, I, I, I did that thing where I just kind of uh, browsing around on blindly. Netflix. Yep, and I spotted something that I'd heard about but never seen, and didn't really have any interest in. But said, "What the hell?" And it is real steel. And I've I'm so <laughs> unprepared. I was so uh, unprepared that I forgot to look this up and see what year it came out. I was wondering. 2011, uh, baby. Yeah, 2011. I was Obama administration, it was a good year. Uh, I mean, I was wondering, like, why you picked it. And, like, I guess it's good to know that you depicted it at random because I was, like, kind of pissed off at you, like, <laughs> watching. <laughs> I'm stoked you picked this. Thank you, Will. I always wanted to see this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. It's, um, it's, it's, um, uh, I had seen so th- a little bit of background on this. It was adapted from a Richard Matheson story called Steel. Uh, Richard Matheson, you will know as the author of many science fiction stories, including like I Am Legend. Uh, also, uh, father of one of the creators of Bill and Ted, uh, which I fucking love. And so they made this into a Twilight Zone episode, and now they made it into a. Big budget family. What's the Twilight Zone episode like? I'm like, um, it's very similar, but it's like Twilight Zone, um, and it's more about like not well, to like spoil C- the Caesar, Caesar Romero is a robot boxer or something. Well, it's a, it's a, it, it's like the Hugh Jackman character. And he's like, I got this robot, and he's like, not 
not the greatest robot. And and Twilight Zone was the heyday of Rock'em Sock'em robots being popular. Yeah. So, yeah. And so like he's a, he's an old boxer and he's got this new robot boxer. And so his robot boxer finally breaks down. So he gets in the ring and fights the robot himself and pretends to be the robot. So oh. <laughs> does he die at the end? Does he get like destroyed by the robot? I think so, but I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but, um, hmm. so this movie is very similar, but makes it much more family friendly. I had heard There's a lot of, like, Sorry, go ahead. Transformer effects in here. And, and yes. you know, my biggest thing about this is, is that for a movie about robot boxing, there's not a whole lot of robot boxing in it. Um, there's yeah. some, but not nearly enough. Um, but uh, Chucky, uh, I'm going to, since you're our guest, I'm going to have you give us a little bit uh, of, of your review and what you thought of this movie. How are you, where are you coming to this with this? Did you see this before or what? I ain't never seen this before, but I remember when it came out, I was like, I kind of made it like a personal meme. Like I would talk about it a lot. Like, oh man, I can't wait to go see Real Steel. Oh yeah, me and the homie are going to go see Real Steel today. You know, it's like, and then it just kind of faded away like all personal memes do. But I was also around this time, there was that Fox uh, Sports football robot that was around and uh, <laughs> I was tweeting at him a lot and he was tweeting back at me and like we would talk about real steel together so I so thanks Will for so I have some history with this movie I didn't know it was based on the Matheson story so that <clears throat> that kind of makes sense because 2000 like okay this movie is made for babies like baby boys obviously it and, is yeah it's for like six-year-old <laughs> boys or girls. Yeah, it's for six year olds, but like they yeah. don't—they weren't making movies like this around that time. They don't now, where it's like this movie was meant to sell video games or toys or something. I'm think I'm a little older than you guys. Like I was right when GI Joe and He Man and Transformers were the thing. That's what I was all about. Yeah. So that what maybe this has been in development since the '80s. I'm thinking like the how this got greenlit is my first <laughs> thing because like there's so many things about it that are like no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work, and it didn't work. You don't have the numbers, right? Well, you don't know what this budget was and what it made, right? Because nah, I mean, it's a, like, it's a big, huge budget movie. The yeah. set pieces are huge. There's tons of extras like Ep like Ben Hurst. Anyway, what was the pitch? Is it over the top meets robot jocks, which again, those are like decades old movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, I don't know how this like, got greenlit. This is amazing. You, you had that period of time though, like in comedy central had the battle bots thing going on. Uh -huh. um, oh right! Thank you. Yeah, but this, is, but this is after that. Still, like, like that was my freshman year of college. This is like, you know, ten years removed. Yeah, uh, from okay. that, and it, it like. Thank you. That that actually adds some context. This was maybe around BattleBots era, but okay. So it just drops us in this world. It's our modern day world, and but there's just robots and robot boxing, and it's kind of futuristic, but it's not. So well, what did they say? What year it is? No, but it, no, um, of course they didn't say what year it is, right? No, it is it is the year twenty twenty. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was set last year. I didn't know that. I yes. Looking at my phone. <laughs> All right, so it's, this, movie, this movie is hella American. It's like boxing's American and worm and Hugh Jackman's playing this low, and he's not American. And then the the director's Canadian, so it's like a bunch of things they get American wrong. They just get it wrong. Mm. He, he's like this drunken 
Uh, he's a oh, this is the movie I've seen. The, the only movie I've seen where I just hate both the I hate the kid and I hate Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. They're both yep. very unlikable people. Well, yeah, characters. that was my key issue with this movie, and it made me realize, made me remember being a kid and watching movies made for kids. It's like I hate the kid who's more <laughs> mature than the parent, like that trope that happened because he's all like, it's just. The kid is, it's like a joyless performance, you know? Like, Thank you. I haven't seen a kid this annoying since the 80s. Like, he's very annoying. He sucks. <laughs> I hate I, him so I, much. I hated him, too. I, I hate him. him. I don't like to talk shit on kids and stuff, but, and that's the director's fault for making it be like that, but. No, talk sucks. shit on kids. Kids actor. I hate, when, <laughs> I hate, I hate when a kid is in a song, like a rock and roll song, and then they, like, uh, you know. Pink Floyd being the, the the big example, like I just hate kids singing. I just hate it. Like, <laughs> it's the worst. And this kid sucks. But I was stoked to see this movie because I love robots and you know I'm, I like baby movies. Whatever. And uh, so I'm like, <laughs> okay, he's this low down robot boxer. Like first ten minutes into the movie, he's like, all right, I got to get back in the game. So he, oh, is is this movie take place in Northern California, San Leandro? I- I, I can't <laughs> that tell Texas? that either. Okay. No, so they're in this place called San Leandro. And uh, he's like, he's like, gotta, he's gotta be a, a boxer at like this shitty local rodeo. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to see some robot boxing right away. I'm so stoked to see robot boxing. And the robot kicks the shit out of a live bull. And it's like mm-hmm. animal harm. And it was terrible. It was horrifying. And it I was, was a kid. <laughs> that was weird, man. And then they hint at the robot being sentient. And then it becomes kind of like a, it's like you're fighting a dog then, basically. Like, you know, if the yeah. robot, yeah, if the robot is like alive, they only okay. hint that it is, but they do hint at it. Because they're like, just, you understand they, they me? Keep, you know? They keep hinting that the robot is sentient because he responds when the kid yells at him. Yes. There's mm-hmm. the one scene where the robot is looking himself in the mirror. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen on film. That was amazing. Yeah, and that kind of stuff, I do like that they hint at, like, a magical element and stuff. It's just the kid... You can't just hint, you can't just hint at it and then never have a payoff. Well, you know? I don't know. You can. You can do I, all sorts of things. But I think that's the bigger issue of the movie, where it does hint at that it doesn't have a payoff. And also, it's a robot boxing movie without a whole lot of robot boxing. It's <laughs> yeah. just like... It like, and we should also mention that this movie is two hours long. Oh, so and two long. hours and seven minutes. But yeah, there's like, probably credits, but yeah. It is a it, it is a two hour and seven minute robot boxing movie that doesn't have a whole lot of robot boxing, and it's like he doesn't even get his robot Adam, which is like a training robot. Um, like until yes. thirty five forty minutes into the movie. Like, it's a long time before he gets that, and then he has to, like, train it. Um, At least the prologue has a different... Ro- it's not like there's no robot boxing before Adam shows yeah, up. Yeah, Because I mean, he has that other cool robot that he just, like, through poor decision-making, gets it, like, destroyed or whatever. Yeah, the Japanese one that he imports or whatever. God, there's just so much stupid shit in this movie, though, where, like, Evangeline Lilly is, like, the daughter of a famous boxer who trained Hugh Jackman and he was also a famous boxer and now he's dead and they're just trying to keep his not dojo his like gym I guess yeah Yeah. and but by doing robot boxing or whatever 
God, that's the damn. other thing. It's like, just like there's this movie's stupid, dude. Like, it's, it's really I, I think, stupid. I think in the in this original story, like real boxing had been outlawed, and so robot boxing is the only thing that you can do now. So, Randy. why does a robot? Like need a gym and not a garage. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can, how do you train if it's just like doing commands? Then how do you teach it to box? Right? I don't understand. Randy, if you yes. were a kid, if you were 10 years old, would you be stoked on this movie? I think I was actually. I was thinking about that, and like that's what when I was watching this kid, and it was bringing me back. It brought me back to the work of Jonathan Brandis. An actor that always <laughs> irritated me. Rest in peace, right? Yeah, rest in peace for sure. Yeah. But yeah. sidekicks and stuff. I could never like pinpoint why I didn't like him, you know? It's just like they're too good. They're too good looking. They didn't look like us yeah. and our friends. But there's like you kind know, of they a, ha- their hair is perfect. They're they you know what I mean? And there's like a severity and like a like I'm the whole like, yeah, I'm more mature than my parent. Like, you know, that kind of shit. I just like I hated it. So like I think that I would have like I would have thought that the movie was cool because of the robot fights, which I to this this time watching it, I was like, this is the best part. Like when the robots are fighting, it's like, okay. But um I think I wouldn't have been able to articulate, but it would have been still like a mid a mid tier movie for me that I would have forgotten and not watched for like You wouldn't have gone years. all in and bought the toys and stuff. Okay, I yeah, mean, that's probably not. You know what? You're very self aware and that's good. I probably would have been stoked on it. Uh, because the way they framed the robot fights, I would just probably watch those on repeat. And because they made it like a Tekken or Street Fighter where like every fight was a different set piece. Mm-hmm. And my favorite being the Krusty Punk uh, fight at the zoo. At the zoo? And at yeah, zoo. the zoo was excellent. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. There's so many crazy... Oh, I, like, I like that element too. Like yeah. him wearing that London calling shirt, that's such like a movie. <laughs> like That's like... The fakest, like, punk shit ever. And then the kid has a vintage Van Halen t-shirt. It's like... Yeah. God bless people that write those scenes into movies, though, because I get to work as an extra in those scenes and make a couple extra Uh, hundred bucks, though. Oh, hell yeah. Please keep writing punks fighting uh, in movies, everybody. That's a good point. This movie had a lot of good... Like people like in on set extras and stuff like that, you know, like which that you don't see that a lot. Like, I mean, even like Suicide Squad and De- Deadpool movies like that, where it's like seemingly set on like a parking lot or something, you know, with like they CGI in crowds ever since yeah. you know, Lord of the Rings. And this was like, you could tell this was like real neighborhood people. Yeah, it was real people yeah. wherever they stuff. filmed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Uh, I, I want to say that this movie to me reminds me of the movie that your kind of weird friend drags you to on their birthday. Um, when you're a kid, it's mm-hmm. like you go to see a movie for their birthday and they're like, okay, we're going <laughs> to birthday boy gets to pick. And so everyone has to like yeah. go see whatever, whatever, like, and you know, your friend's like super, I'm talking about me in this situation. Mm-hmm. Your friend is super juiced about some dumbass movie. <laughs> you do not care about yeah. it. And yeah. Like, that, that's how I saw Mac and me for real. I went, it was like, oh, a birthday, yeah. it was a birthday trip. It was a birthday trip. And this kid's like, we're all going to see Mac and me for my birthday and then eat McDonald's. And I didn't know it was a McDonald's commercial movie. And there's a McDonald's dance scene mm. in 
back at me. And there's a product placement dance scene in this movie. There's a Dr. Pepper robot dance scene in this movie. <laughs> there's a lot of product placement in <laughs> there's this. There's a whole bunch. Oh, yeah. Did you guys see all the product placement in this movie? Yeah. Dr. Like, Pepper like was point, the most played. Uh, yes. But at one point, his <laughs> screen came down and it had the HP logo. HP the logo. <laughs> there was a big uh, Bing logo. Dude, uh, there's, a Del, there's a Del Taco logo. I'm like, Del Taco? Oh, really? What the? Yeah, there's in, it, during the Real Steel Championship match is a huge Del Oh, Taco my God. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like, that's <laughs> – that. I mean, this movie, it like I, – I had to review it. I'm like, did I miss something? That movie is two hours long, and it kind of – I'm like, did I miss anything in that story? And I kind of zipped through it again this morning. Well, like on fast just, forward, looking at it, I'm like, uh, okay. not really. Like, there's not a whole lot. It it really is by the book, uh, yeah. the movie. But but is it based on a comic book or or is it? Oh, we said already said it's based on Richard Matheson. Yeah, but like only like kind of okay. I mean, respect to that at least. It's like it's almost like it's original vision, you know? Like, mm. and like yeah. I was wondering, actually, it got me thinking what high concept kids movies did you guys enjoy when you were kids i know will likes mario brothers the movie yeah i like mario brothers um you want you want to you want to talk real shit the movie the high concept uh kids movie that i absolutely adored when i was a kid was yes. uh was bugsy malone uh I, <laughs> I didn't get into that until i was older but it's so good uh when i was like 10 years old you could like i just watched it on a loop um you know, because it was all, it was like Scott Bale and Jodie Foster and they're like, you know, a little bit older than me in the movie. Uh, but it was all like 1940s and they had the fucking cars that had the the bicycle pedals in them. Uh, mm. But other than that, they were like a real drivable car and the fucking guns that shot pie and everything. And uh, the the music by... Um, uh, Paul Williams. Paul Williams, who's, it was his voice like singing it wasn't the children singing it was like adult adult voice actors singing these i've never uh, is that the movie with like jodie foster is yeah. she in that movie okay yeah and it's all kids doing like all kids an all kids and they're playing adults movie. yeah yeah it's um i don't know i'm really nostalgic for it <laughs> no it's Still, so good it's it's yeah it's it's um it really is emotional that movie yeah it's it good. is yeah it's Good, but I, 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 it was I. That was a little before my time, you know. I was right in Never Ending Story, of course. Hot mm, my yeah, and, and, and Return to Oz, and I love Never Ending Story. Yes. I didn't love Goonies. I love the Peanut Butter Solution. Like there was these shows on <laughs> AB, ABC Saturday Morning that were like long, weird, long kids movies, and they were weird. They were oh, they were based on like books that you would read in in school. And yeah, the Peanut yeah. Butter Solution was one of them that I loved. That one's weird. That one had everyone needs to watch had, it still. That is had a cool Celine movie. Dion on the soundtrack. Uh, oh, is it is it Canadian? That's why. Like Canadian mm-hmm. stuff always feels weird when you're a kid because it's just a little and, off, you know. And, like, and then there's this one. There's this one about a kid who travels on stamp. Dude, on I was just about to bring this up. I was about to say it's, that reminds me of Tommy got, Tricker and the Stamp Traveler. Is what that means. Yes, I remember that one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one has thirteen year old boy. Yeah, Rufus Wainwright is in it, uh, doing an original song. Uh, in that movie, that yes, one is wow. that one is one I caught too. That one is strange. I loved that I, movie. I remember just a kid on on a stamp, like flying. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he it, it's like Take on Me, where he becomes like a drone, like a cartoon, and he like yeah. into the stamp. Yeah, 
It's a cool, it's a cool special effect, <laughs> that, that movie. Well, like I never, I never loved kids movies that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, really? E.T. Spielberg, I guess, was the big one. I, I love E.T. E. E.T. Yeah. But and everything else was just trying to capture that E.T. magic for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just ruined kids movies. Yeah. But, um, I would have loved more things like Real Steel when I was a kid, like action for kids. I didn't have any of that. What did we have that was like, well, I guess, Transformers, the movie as a cartoon. I loved Robotech because the action was so fast and the robots fighting mm-hmm. was so fast. And there's nothing like that. You know, But you brought up over the top. And, and by extension, Rocky, you know, I mean, I think those are, they're not necessarily for kids only, but those are like movies that ki- I loved. Did, did you love those movies as a kid? I mean, Rocky and uh, I loved Over the Top when I was a kid. I was like, I thought it was Over the, a, that, a good that movie. That kid didn't annoy me for some reason. I wanted to be him. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> son. Um, that's the one thing, like this movie tries to, Real Steel tries to do a lot of the things that ro- the Rocky movies do like yes. in the ring but they mess it all up yes yeah like uh you you don't feel for these fighters because they're robots first of all mm-hmm. like i don't care if a robot gets hurt and um the final fight uh in this movie the final battle is they make it into a montage which you never yes. do you have to make it in real time if you're going to do a fight in a yep. final fight in a movie. The, like Creed. especially the last fight i was about to bring that up it was just like i it was like he has to go five rounds or something and, you know, you kind of have that tension of him getting knocked down at the very beginning of the fight and, you know, in the first round and he keeps getting up and it's, that's like, oh man, we got to go through like five rounds or whatever of this. And that's, it's going to be really intense. And then, yeah, in the middle of it, it's just like, he's doing it another round. Yeah. He's doing it again. I can't believe it. And it's just like fading in between Adam punching in the ring and yeah, Phil Lamar from Matt TV is the announcer, <laughs> just like narrating for us. Like, this is dumb. Yeah, that was really yeah. badly done. I feel like at the time. end, Hugh Jackman, it was like, can we figure out a way for me to like dance in this movie? Kind of like he's uh, boxing, but Hugh Jackman standing dancing. there punching the air for yeah. 10 minutes is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I know. <laughs> and then like it shows Evangeline Lilly and she has tears in her eyes and she looks at his son and he also has tears in his eyes watching the dad just loving it. Like yeah. shadow boxing <laughs> next to the robot. It's so stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. I, I do think that is like knowing the original kind of, I do think that is a creative way of getting him back in the ring, which is the original story. Well, thank but, you. That was one thing that paid off. Like, okay, this thing has a shadow boxing yeah. uh, function. Oh, it's, oh yeah. The, you know, that was the gun that goes off. in the Yeah. Scene. That was the only thing that kind of like, but you, I, during that montage in the fight, I'm like, okay, so his his uh, voice thing is going to break, and but now we're just waiting on him to use his shadow boxing function to finish him off. And and uh, the only thing I didn't I didn't uh, expect is like the technical win of that other robot. Like, I thought for sure they were just going to give him the championship that's how I know. movies end why do it that way it's like it's because because it, it's about it's not about winning it's about being yourself yeah. or something yeah but that's not what the journey was all about i don't think because no i mean like he grabs the mic like, like a pro wrestler like he does it a couple times like the kid does yeah and the dad is is a is like a certified scumbag person yeah it yeah. doesn't redeem him at all in the end you know? i 
I 100% see him either going back to being the same asshole he was, you know, prior to that, um, or his, uh, he and his son bond over how, how big of assholes they are. It turns, they turn into like the OC chopper guys, you know, um, essentially. And they open up their own fucking garage. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what happens. They should make the real steel too. (laughs) (laughs) Now. Um, Evangeline Lilly is the only other name actor in this movie that I recognize who's not uh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's accent's terrible in this movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, she's delightful. I could watch her on screen. She's like this, like that hippie girl you want to smoke weed with. She's cool, mm-hmm. and she um, is, I like her. But I think I would have liked this movie a lot more if there was like cool cameos and stuff, like you know Mike yeah. Tyson or something like that. I don't know Don King, anything. Michael Buffer. I, they couldn't afford Michael Buffer, like any. I know they had a. They, they always get the fake Michael Buffer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fake Michael Buffer. <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, I was like, I kept waiting for him to say that. I was like, oh, that must not be him. You know. Well, he has that trademark. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. The, I will say the one, the guy who he like runs out on his bet and then like later beats the shit out of him. Like in the middle. That guy's like great. A, he was great. Kids movie. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. great. He's in, um, Cronenberg's Cosmopolis. He's Pattinson's oh, really? driver and he's super good in that. And he's also in Adam McGoyan's the captive. He's in, oh, he's, thank you. Yeah. He's I like done that some guy. cool movies and stuff. He stole the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like him a lot. Kevin Durant the, is what that means. Did, did they bring him back? Like he's at the very beginning. He's, he shows up in the middle and he's like at the end as well. Like that's the other one through line that they, but they don't spend enough time with him again. No. It's just like, they don't keep it going. Cause I was just thinking like, what was his come up? I know he probably had to pay that Anthony Mackie money or whatever, but yeah, that's about it. Like, he's like, I'll right. be right back. And that's, I don't see him. So just, that's all a part of, like, what Randy was saying before. Is There's just so much fucking world building and backstory in this movie. It's just so dense with that shit. And I, it's like a, I don't know, post-Lord of the Rings cinema world or something like that. that they did, like, I'm sure there was a Bible. I'm sure they thought there was going to be sequels. So, yeah, Ugh. the budget for this thing <laughs> was $110 million And... I guess it was a kind of a hit because it made 300 million back. So mm. yeah, we never heard of this movie right after this. Nope. Never, I mean, it's, anything. I mean, you get, you get lesser movies and you know, you get some weird ass, like it, it actually lost coming back. It lost, uh, it lost money domestically. It made money overseas. So, okay. Yeah. So that, yeah, I guess it was a bomb here. Um, but there's so much world building in this movie. There's so many other fighters and fighters from around the world and the guys that created the robots and the guys that use the robots to fight with. And Yeah, was there the a robots video are, game? There's a, it says there's a video game here, yeah. Okay. And the robots oh, really? are kind of like, um, the robots are kind of like uh, monster trucks where like, oh, Bigfoot, Gravedigger, we would yes. wear those shirts. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they exactly. have, they're like, oh, that's fucking, that's fucking Tin Can Head and Twin <laughs> City and all that shit. Um, I'm thinking about like a movie that like have they done this again and they did and that it was Pacific Rim I guess mm. is really the movie that kind of got the tone a little bit better and kind of more focused on what the movie should be 
And also, this reminded me of Robot Jocks, too. Robot, Robot Jocks, jocks yes. yeah. Robot Jocks Definitely. rules. It's still good, but I don't like Pacific Rim. You know, I love Guillermo del Toro as a dude. I don't like any of his movies except Pants <laughs> 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 yeah. He made one, no, he made one good movie. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but he seems like a cool guy, so I want him to succeed in life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- oh, so this guy, this this is directed by the guy that did Night at the Museum. So he's like mm. a hit maker. Sean Levy, yeah. right? Isn't it? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, uh, his, he had a film. His filmography looked like shit. Honestly, like he didn't even yeah. have like. <laughs> he did the Pink in- Panther with Steve Martin. God, ooh, dude. ooh. <laughs> he didn't even do like I was just most of these guys that have like a crazy filmography. Like they have one like super personal indie at the beginning of their career. He doesn't even have that. He has like two like shitty movies that he didn't even write before he just starts doing Big Fat Liar, Pink Panther. Whatever you know, I don't know. Yeah, this is probably his some Illuminati stuff. Honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the soundtrack to this movie, guys. Uh, you might have no Danny Elfman did this one, <laughs> but um, yeah, you might have noticed a scene with Limp Biscuit in the movie. <laughs> oh, really? I noticed sense. Eminem twice. Eminem is in. The, yeah, uh, you got Foo Fighters, Beastie Boys, Fifty Cent, Eminem, The Crystal Method, The Prodigy. That was the use the yes. Line. Okay. This, this <laughs> felt like they were pulling from the Spawn soundtrack. Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. And, the soundtrack is so new metal, rappy, like late, yeah. know, late 90s, early 2000s. And this was 2011, this movie. So, Man, you know, that is... Interesting choices. Man. Oh my God, look at this soundtrack. Wow, if, Tom if Morello. They, if they made a movie today that like was the soundtrack was nothing but just all the bangers from like amp era MTV, you know, it's just like breathe, (laughs) get busy child block rock and beats. But it's like Jason Statham and guns or, you know, Jay Ronnie size. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Like if they just strictly use those songs, like God, that would rock. Like someday that'll happen. Yeah. Who knows? Just put out the amp CD again. You know yeah, what? Sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I like that prediction, Randy. I'm gonna put that happening on Netflix, a net made for Netflix movie this year. Your prediction. That's gonna be like the, the uh, '90s nostalgia movie um, that, that they kick off the algorithmically designed. I'd love uh, it. Uh, '90s nostalgia. Or it's like Stranger Things new season. They show up at high school listening to Prodigy. Yes. And stuff. Yes. <laughs> One of the kids is like, have you heard this? Uh, it's music for the jilted generation. <laughs> like, <laughs> the CD. <laughs> that, that would be me. That was, I'm, I would be that kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, that yeah, shit. I was super into that kind of stuff for sure. But no, like nobody was into it at my high school. They were all into fucking ska music. And I was like, yeah, I was, very, ska. I was very much not into ska music. Like, but that, I went to all the shows because it was like. Mm-hmm. That's all that we I feel the same. I feel the opposite. I was into ska and I had to go to all the shitty raves with my friends. Right? Oh, really? Yeah, I want, I'm like, I want to be drinking soda pop and wearing plaid. Get me out of here. Wow. <laughs> me being well, also, a few years younger, new metal was king when I was like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. That was in there when I was in high school too. But also, like, uh, ska had a very big connection to the evangelical community. Uh, in- oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would remember my friends would always say, listen to this band. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is a Jesus band. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so you'd have like, I don't know. What, who, what were some of the bands, Randy? Like Five the Iron inside, Frenzy. And- the Insiders. That was the big one. Yeah. Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah. <laughs> Link 80. And so like that was people. half the ska in, in, in high school was like Christian ska. And I was just like, ah, man, I don't, 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't it's know. It's weird because it sounds like Jewish music, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So why don't we uh, go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll come back for our big roundup. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romaine. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said, SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. Hey, everybody. My name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do Would You Rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like, what kind of ridiculous are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay. All from our very real hot tub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very real. Uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> Find bubbling questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> all right, welcome back. We are here with a big roundup for Real Steel 2011. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh... <laughs> Chucky, on a one to five scale, uh, star scale, what would you give Real Steel? And why? And why would you give it that rating? Really stupid movie, made for babies, baby boys, uh, adults sitting there as an adult man watching it by myself made me feel weird. I do appreciate the big budget, big production action movie for kids element and the kind of like cool Street Fighter 2 elements in it, but I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Uh, Unless you have a little boy, you shouldn't be watching this movie. Very good. Two and a half stars. Okay, Randy, what do you got for this one? You know, something we didn't bring up that I just remembered out of nowhere, robotics. Remember, did you have a robotics team and then like yes. the, the robots fighting each other and stuff? And I don't know. Did we talk about that? Wait, 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 wait. At school or at? Yeah. Like, you'd know. The robotics team would make a robot, but then, like, years later, there was, like, a TV show that was, like, just people building robots like that, and they were fighting each other with, like, saw well, and stuff. There was BattleBots. Is that what BattleBots was? was? Yeah. Okay. Distant memory, hazy memory to that time in my life. Anyway, this movie... <laughs> I did not like it that much. I'm going to give it two stars out of five. Back to you, Will. All right, two stars. I I am also going to give it two stars. To me, it, it was all style and not a whole lot of substance. It was the Pepsi one of, of uh, robot fighting movies. <laughs> so two stars <laughs> from me uh, for Robot Jocks. Um, yeah, it it I don't I don't know. I see I try to see this as like a kid would see it and I don't 
Me too. Again, I don't know. I don't know about it. It I just gave seems it a like shot. two hours is way too long for a kid to to sit through this. It needs to be like ninety minutes maximum. You know, well, all those Marvel movies are two and a half hours, and kids like yeah. But those. there's 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 more shit going on in those than there is in this one. You know, it's Fair not enough. just you know kid and his dad trying to make up and then <laughs> fighting robots every once in a while. Um, okay. For, so for recommendations, Chalky, I know we, we already kind of mentioned a few uh, during the, the review, but like, do you have any other recommendations based on this one? Sure. Uh, let's see. So, you know, I love, it's a movie about a boy and his magical friend and his magical friend happens to be a robot. But if you want to see another movie about a boy and his magical friend, you could see Pod People, but the Mystery Science Theater 3000 riff, which mm. is really good. Trumpy's a magical friend. Harry and the Hendersons, Harry's a magical friend. Mm. And uh, more robots, you know, we talk about robot jocks. Uh, Transformers, the movie is great. Orson Welles is in that. And Orson Welles is in The Third Man, which everyone should watch. Also, uh, Danny Elfman did the score to this movie, and everyone should watch The Forbidden Zone, his first movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm a big fan of The Forbidden Zone. I think we talked about it on another episode about how Richard Elfman uh, has gone back again to digitally erase the blackface in the movie. I'm, I'm going to go see that version next week at the drive-in, the new... Oh, really? The new unblackfaced version. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I legit love that movie. Um, like, I'm not... I'm, I'm not happy that... I'm, I'm happy... Oh, I'm happy that the blackface is being taken out. Sorry. Oh, yes, Almost, me too. I'm, yes. I'm, okay. <laughs> yes, I am, I am too. That's one thing that has always been kind of like, yeah. like suggesting <laughs> that movie to people. I'm like, okay, now... There is something that you got to be aware of and just like, I don't agree with that, but it is in the movie and otherwise it is an enjoyable experience. I've made that same speech many times. <laughs> so, Never seen it uh, myself. It's, well, it's now great. you can see it. You can, now you can see it guilt-free. Uh, I mean, I'll watch whatever version, but yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, is, is blackface like... A huge part of the movie? No, no, no it just shows up a, a few times on mm. a couple of minor characters. Um, in in the style of like an old Tex Avery cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's what yeah. they're like parodying. It's, it's riffing on that. Yeah. Um, I but I just love the Kipper kids in that movie. Like those guys are such weirdos, and yeah, uh, you know they showed up in UHF, and but it's just like a little blip. And when I was a kid, I was like. Who the fuck are those guys? Bette Midler was uh, married to one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's a there's a video of them in a bathroom with with Bette Midler. Uh, you know, oh, with, like, cool. I gotta bond. I gotta check that out. It's yeah. Um, okay, so uh, Randy, do you have any uh, recommendations based on this one? Well, we were talking about robot jocks. I really like that movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so maybe it's like horrible you know it's dope do that Stuart Gordon director of the anime that's what I was was about to say Stuart Gordon is one of my favorite directors and I've watched all the movies like before and after that Robot Jocks recently I just haven't watched Robot Jocks for whatever reason so I'm still going to recommend it especially if Chucky's giving me the thumbs up that it's it's good for me to do that Robot Jocks I just distinctly remember one of the robots falls on a crowd and it was like an insane thing that will like never leave my brain. And there's a cowboy <laughs> character who at the end just kills himself because he's like, <laughs> he got, he gets caught and he's like, bye. And he like <clears throat> jumps off a ledge and kills him. It was like, 
Some shit I'll never forget. Uh, robot jocks. It's PG too. <laughs> it's for kids, I guess. I don't yeah, know. This involved. Sure. I don't know. This was like. I don't know. Later on, peek another peek behind the curtain. Me and Will are gonna talk about a different kids movie that I'm going to give a, a way different kind of review to. Yeah, that I liked a lot, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've got nothing on this one, guys. We all mentioned some good stuff. I think he said Return to Oz. Over yeah, there, Return to Oz. Never Ending Story. Those are, I like that kind of shit, honestly, when it comes to these. Or Babe. Or Babe 2. I like those, too, <laughs> in terms of kids' movies. Anyway, Will, back uh, to you now. For me, recommendations. Um, man, I, I think Return to Oz, if you're looking for some like really cool fantasy, I watched that recently um, as part of my Dark Tower read-through last year. Um, I read The Wizard of Oz, uh, and then I had to watch uh, Return to Oz immediately after reading that. Uh, and man, that movie holds up. It's really an incredible um, movie, and it's... it's um, Oh, I'm blanking on the director. It's the only movie he's directed, uh, but he was the editor. Frank um, Oz didn't do Return to Oz? No, Frank Oz did not do it. It's, um, <laughs> God damn it. He he wrote Blink of an Eye, which is a, a, a book of a Walter Murch. Uh, he he mm. is a famous Bay Area editor who did, he worked on Star Wars. Um, he was a sound designer. I think he created the lightsaber sound. Um, mm. But only movie he ever directed. Um must have had a bad time on it, but it's a great movie. Uh, much better than this, I would say. Uh, and I think probably much shorter. Um, so that's my only recommendation. Okay. Uh, as we're wrapping up the episode, Chalky, what do you want to promote? What do you got going on? Oh, nothing. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Chalky Folk Wizard. And all my folky stuff will be coming up there soon. Okay. I mean, it's already there. It's all there. Oh, you know what? It's no, all there. Hockey.bandcamp.com. I have records put up. Yeah. yeah. You released a, a covers record. Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, over the summer. And I bought that. I was, I really. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Um, I think your, your Fox in the Snow cover is one of the most surreal but fitting covers. Because I think I've explained that I'm beyond Bell and Sebastian at this point. I can't go back to them ever. Wow. I've just kind of had my fill of them, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I was never was into fun. them until oh, really? I was, until later on. So, yeah. But uh, so but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like there was a point in your life where that was like a thing. And then I've had enough of it. I got to put For it. For me, away. that's 311. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was a good that was a good version of it. I liked it. Uh, it was a good so rendition. Me. So. Thank you. Um, Randy, what you got? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> I hope everyone's wearing their mask as we roll out the vaccine ever so slowly. People in my building don't wear their masks and just kind of like. Do you have an elevator? You got to use your elbows on the elevator. No, 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 no. Like, lucky. I'm just like, it's a two story. I'm up on the second floor. It's pretty easy, you know, but. I don't know. Just stay safe. I just, you know, now in these, I'm, of course, I'm in phase four, so that's like when the whole state can get it, basically. I'm in the last phase with everybody, you know? So I I don't know. My key fear 
now for my health, I guess, it's just like I'm going to get COVID like in the last like month before the vaccine is available to me. And I don't know. Everyone just wear their masks and don't be fucking assholes. Yeah. I hear you. Um, anyway. I, I will probably also be one of the last people to get the vaccine. My dad has gotten it. My brother has gotten it, uh, which is great. Um, but um, I don't know. I'm just staying in, you know, whatever. Uh, for me, if you uh, want to hear more of shit that I do, uh, Nerd Rage of the Great Debates. It's a comedy debate show every week. Uh, Septoc, documentary reviews, and then talkies every two weeks on Twitch. Um, that's been going really well. We had some good guests on this last Friday. So, um, please come see that. All right. Thank you both. Uh, Jockey, thank you for coming on and watching this movie that I just pulled out of my ass and (laughs) watch in the tradition of episodes such as John Carter and (laughs) green Hornet, green Hornet. Yeah. Oh, that's a head. Oof. That's a head. Uh, All right, everyone. Thanks so much. And we'll be back again next week with another episode. See ya. See ya.